Once again, you are back live with the rawest and the roughest and the toughest Digital Good Times episode numero 35. And uh, we got, we're, we're, we're recording again from an undisclosed location, a.k.a. the Batcave, a.k.a. Ninja, Ninja Sauce Studios. All of these are made up. All of these are made up. There are no real names for this place. I go by the name of Small Eyes with a Z. Who else do we have with us in the building today? Jack Preston in the building. Mark Davis in the building. Dwayne Tyndale. Banjai. Ada Lauren. Kavare. I'm in this bitch too. What's up, y'all? <laughs> that that was Lawrence. And uh we're fully squatted up in our undisclosed location for Digital Good Times episode. Number 35, and um, this one's going to be a very special one, man. These are some of our peoples. Uh, we've known them for several years, and, um, you know, the brother in by and his team, the Legal Equalizer team, uh, is really doing something very innovative and very timely. And uh, we're going to get into that a little bit and a little bit later in our second segment. But we want to talk about, like, I mean, the, the pulse of, like, especially let's talk, you know, what's going on in the political stream. And we know this stuff is time sensitive, but this is something happening now. We got political races happening. You got Donald Trump's and, and, and uh, you know, a lot of, lot of shenanigans and stuff like that going on. I don't want to hear. Oh, so, yeah, no. Uh, but what I'm saying is the term and the phrase Black Lives Matter is being thrown around the hashtag, which started off as like a social media movement, has gotten power, political power now that Bernie Sanders has been thrown under the bus uh, about him not uh, accepting or being as accepting of it so much so that he wants to bring the Black Lives Matter uh, representatives to the table. So I want to talk about how do we feel about this Black Lives Movement? Is it effective because it started on social media? How do we feel the progression of where this is going and is it doing anything uh, is it is it actually serving a purpose, or are others using it to serve their purposes? I'm just, I'm just I'm, you know, throwing it out there. I think that they will fall where the NAACP and the Urban League as just being another black organization that collects money. Um, mm. I think if they want to learn from the biggest lobbyist groups in the country, AARP, um, APAC, they need to learn how to lobby. To get them, because when you lobby is when you change the laws. And APAC can get three billion dollars a year for Israel. I'm sure Black Lives Matter can get a couple billion for the Black community, which is only twelve percent of the United States population. Mm. See, the thing is, though, I actually think they're actually all lobbying, and they can do multiple things at one time. Like honestly, I think their platform is working because, due to them constantly interrupting Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders now has a African American female who's running his um, publicity and stuff on the campaign. And he also now has actually put together a full-on package of what he plans to do to address police violence and systematic racism, which Martin O'Malley already did also. So despite what you know, people and other people feel like how they did it, the fact of the matter is they're getting results. They're actually getting people writing down actual legitimate policy and not just saying, hey, we're going to address it later on. They actually came and put stuff together and I'm actually making legitimate changes right now. So, I mean, 
as far as the co-opting stuff, I mean, everything that black people do gets co-opted. Oh, oh, talk about it. You know, I Rachel, mean, Rachel Dolezal like out here? It's not the first, you know, it's not the first time that, uh, you know, not the first time that stuff that black people have done has gotten co-opted, but I think at the heart of the matter, those women that started the movement and those women, like, where they did the net roots and what they've done since then, um, they've gotten these politicians to realize that, you know, the black vote is not going to be taken for granted because that's what normally happens. It's always the Democratic Party's like, hey, we got the black people's vote. Now it's like, quit talking about economics, quit talking about other stuff. Let's talk about things that matter to us, our lives, and us getting shot down and killed in the streets by people we pay taxes to protect us. Hmm. Okay, all right. You got something something doing that? Well, I mean, I don't know how much I can add to that, but uh, I think the main thing is there's a certain amount of power in, in words and action that goes behind it. So, I mean, like anybody who goes out and does something is helping to a certain extent. I mean, once you start to do something, people are going to start trying to take some of that power for their own. I mean, that's just natural. Everybody does that. You know what I mean? So the fact is, when you have a, a group of individuals that say, okay, well, we don't want to take this anymore. We want to do something. And we're going we're gonna to sit in front of a highway. I don't care if you got to go to work. You know, I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you out for 30 minutes, right? Just because we can to show you that we're not gonna take this, right? That means something. It resonates, even if people are, even if people hate it, it still resonates. You know what I mean? And right. and then you start to, you start to focus in on why would people take the time out to do something like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's because you're not taking the time out to look at other issues. So they say, okay, well let me let me do something that matters to you, which is getting somewhere. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me hit you in the, in the, in your pocket. And that's always what's gonna gonna make a difference is when you hit somebody in a place that they really feel passionate about. Passionate right. about everybody feels passionate about finances mm-hmm. to whatever extent. You know what I mean? So, is it gonna be? Is it? Is what we're seeing a, a revolutionary movement? I don't know about that. You know what I mean? Because I so. there's there's a lot of different things that are that are that people are gonna try to say that they're doing. Um, but I mean the the culmination of having people in different places spending some energy at least somewhat in a positive direction is better than what some people were doing before. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Right. They were either doing nothing or something was going in a negative direction. Mm. So at the very least, if there's some positive force that are getting young people to get active, I think that's the most important thing. I mean, yes, of course, everything's going to happen along with it. You know what I mean? But I just, just getting people active and instead of them putting a hashtag, they're, they're in front of something, in front of a building, in front of somewhere else. Saying something and being filmed, or you know, at least p- other young kids are seeing this and seeing that there's action behind what they're saying. You know, that's just me though. Mm. There it is. I was gonna follow that up, but I ain't. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and that was, that was cool, <laughs> man. You got it. Uh, you ain't know. You ain't know that boy Dwayne good with the words though. <laughs> I know. You know he's good with the words. You got, you got anything, brother? Mr. Corona. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey man, we always man. They, y'all know we got libations. Y'all know how this so, go. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, closer. If anything I can think about the event when Bernie Sanders was interrupted, I could say that I guess I could take a line from him then when he said, You don't care until it comes into your home. They didn't care until, they didn't want to listen to rap music until it came into white homes and then it was a problem. Then it, it was an uh, uproar. And I feel like that's just something that has to happen. That's something we have to act in a strong, passionate way to get attention. These people don't care. I mean, regardless of the race or whatever anybody does, people are living their lives. They don't care what happens to somebody else as long as it doesn't happen to them. You have to do something strong. There has to be something to cause change and 
reaction. And that's fine. And I'm okay with that. Because if that's what it takes for us, for people to start paying attention to what's happening. Because it's not just black kids that are dying. It's white kids, too. This app isn't just for black people. It's for all people. Because we're, we're heading toward a police state. And that's what I feel like we're in. Mm. Mm. I feel uh, like there's a big problem here where the government and the police feel like they can oppress the people. And they forget that we pay them. It's a good transition. Now, what's this app that you're talking about? I don't know. Which, what, whoa. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> dang. Edit that out. Yeah. So, um, I know what app. he's talking about. I just want him to talk about it. He's oh. mentioned it. Well, we can, we, can we build suspense? Yeah, we're going to build, build to that. We're going to build to that. We're going to build to that. I was going to add to that in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement. For me, like, I was, you know, one of those guys that was like, I'm skeptical. I'm not one of those guys that's going to go out and protest and stuff. But I actually went out to the protest when Anthony Hill got killed here in DeKalb County. Mm -hmm. You know, and that was a brother that was ex-military, you know, had mental issues. And I went to that, you know, protest. Like, we shut down downtown DeKalb County, Decatur, that shit, downtown Decatur. Mm -hmm. And I saw people uncomfortable in their cars, you know, honking the horn. I saw the police officers there uncomfortable. You know, I saw people eating at restaurants that were uncomfortable. But for me, it was like, cool. If this is you're you're uncomfortable at this point in time, guess what? I'm uncomfortable every time a police officer gets behind me. Mm, like, like, it. like, and that's something I shouldn't be. Like, talk we are we are tax paying citizens that do what America like. You know, for me, it's like, hey, we're a bunch of individuals. We've done what America asks of us to do. Whether you're black, white, Asian, whatever, we're educated people. You know, we've gone to school. We pay our taxes, we go to work, we're good citizens. But we still get picked on and we looked at like we're, you know, something that's completely different or like we're the enemy or like we're dangerous, like something that's different from other human beings. And that, I mean, like I said, that protest I went to, you know, changed my mind in terms of just seeing how the Black Lives Matters movement worked in person up front with those guys mm-hmm. that are on the front lines as well. Okay. Well, we just dipped our toes in some some deep water you just getting that i mean you know we 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 you know y'all know me man if y'all been listening to this show y'all understand um that's just to get y'all warmed up i mean and this is this is heavy topics because this is something that directly impacts the community our community but we think it is not we think we know it's impacting the world and people across the world are seeing this not just in the in america uh but we're gonna get you into a little bit of vibes hit you with some nice sonic sounds to ease you into the meat and potatoes of uh the brother and by and his uh team the legal equalizer app Uh, we're gonna get into some meat but a little bit I-G-I, good times. Maybe I'll ready to read your I can change the game. Mm. Uh-huh. 
gotta play the game so I can change the game. Game, gotta play the game. Gotta play the game. Like, ay, I gotta play the game so I can change the game. She want Balenciaga heels upon the frame. To deny it, that is what I aim. But a trying man will get it higher than a frying pan. And I demand you come here with some rubber band, a couple bands for my two light. Baby, give it to me. I kinda want you to see. The realest she'll encounter any group, category, subgenre. I'm honest and never pussy. These fools dying over loose leaf. I'ma be honest, that ain't 2G for a few G's or a few B's dumb. I just view greed, but you seeing green thumbs. Hey, what you growing? My nigga, what you growing? Everybody want a piece, want a piece. I fought with lions in the belly of the beast. I did things that would dry y'all to drink. And I was thinking about fucking on the sink. Got interrupted by the urgency to make cash. Speed now, mother, motherfucker, whiplash, whiplash. My mama said, like, hey, I gotta play the game so I can change the game. Shit, I gotta play the game so I can change the game. Like, hey, I gotta play the game so I can change the game. Shit, I gotta play the game. I gotta spend some change so I could get some change. Try me on Nana like Rihanna when she had the bang. Smoking Cubana, rock designer, draw the newest range. <laughs> but ain't my guy that isn't everything. Yes, the realest niggas never make the claims. <laughs> that the dollars are their makeups. I'd rather take a pay cut before I be a fake fuck. Needing your attention, do I need to mention that? Dollars burn, dreams don't. You switching teams, why, bro? be away and still fly you rather not you gonna lose a lot but what do i know what do i know what do i know shit i don't even know but that shit don't make you glow like everybody want a piece want a piece i fought with lions in the belly of the beast i did things that would dry y'all to drink and i was thinking about fucking on the sink got interrupted by the urgency to make cash Mother, motherfucker, whiplash, whiplash. My mama said, like, hey, I gotta play the game so I can change the game. <laughs> Shit, I gotta play the game so I can change the game. Just like that, we back. We just rock with some cool sonic vibrations. And uh, we're getting into the meat and potatoes with Mbai, the brother Mbai, and the Legal Equalizer app team. Well, we're going to talk about what their app actually does and, and the service it's going to provide for our community and, ho- and hopefully the world. But, we, uh, you know, tell. I think when we talk about this kind of thing, it goes back to how uncomfortable slash fearful we are uh, when dealing with law enforcement, A, and B, the ever-growing, ever-present, watchful eye of the surveillance, whether it's going to be in drones, whether it's cars, whether it's body cameras, whether it's Walmart, you know what I'm saying, and how those th- two things together um, almost antagonize us. It, it causes this dissonance that we feel uncomfortable almost anywhere we are that law enforcement is near. 
And I know that it's every black person that is has had to go through it. I don't care what your demographic is. You felt it. You felt it at some point in your life. And that, to me, is an unfair um placement or unfair weight to have to have on you when the people that are designed or who are paid to serve and protect kind of instill that kind of a mentality in you so you know i just wanted to hear from y'all why why what was the ethos behind jumping into this arena this heavy heavy landscape of trying to combat not only just police brutality injustice literally injustice across americans okay so uh this might take a couple of minutes, so y'all. Yeah, we got time. time we got time for it. We got time. Um, but the app for me personally, um, you know, and I look back at this app and like I've been doing this kind of stuff, you know, with law and police enforcement since I was in college back in. Shoot, I'm old, so I went to college in 2000, graduating in 04. You know, so this was like 2002, 2003 where we were in college and we went to, um, me and my friends went to Davidson College, liberal arts school, North Carolina, 1,600 students is where Steph Curry went, NBA MVP, by the way, shout out Steph, Golden State Warriors, <laughs> NBA champions, you know, let's go ahead and do that, Steph. But anyway, so, I mean, we went to this liberal arts school and, you know, it's a bunch of us, you know, um, you know, brothers that we thought, hey, we'd gone to high school. We were all, you know, top five, ten percent of our classes. You know, we played sports. We did, uh, you know, extracurricular activities. We thought we'd made it. So then it was like freshman year. We started noticing every time we went off campus, just about one of us was going to get pulled over for some reason. Hmm. And we used to get pulled over like on average one out of every six or seven times that we went off campus. Like anyway, got off the exit, we'd get pulled over. And so by sophomore, junior year, we got sick of that. So me and my friend Jason Ford, um, um, one of my really good friends, we decided we went to the library in North Carolina. We printed out a copy of the Constitution as well as we printed out a copy of the North Carolina state laws. Um, yeah, so we printed out a copy of North Carolina state laws. Um, now, what that allowed to do for, when we realized that we did that uh, um first semester of our junior year and it was funny what happened between then and what happened our first two years when we got pulled because what we realized when we pulled those laws was that a if you pull us over you're gonna need a a warrant which we didn't know at that time we were mm. college students which you should have known for you to search and every single time those two first two years we were like go ahead officer we had no clue but what we also realized was you also have to get your sheriff to come here and authorize that so when we started telling them by the way you can search we need the warrant and your sheriff Mm. And they knew that would take time. We got let go every single time. And we mm. got pulled over a lot less often at that point in time. Mm. So that's where it started. And so for me, it was like, you know, and I know we weren't the only minorities in college in America that had to go through that experience. Hey, that experience still goes on today. I got to think. Why we got to be minorities, though, man? Like, my, I, I always have disliked that terminology. Minority and majority, it's almost, when we talk about language addiction, I know it's a sidebar. I just think that the term minority needs to be, like, completely disavowed. No, you know who the minority is, though, is that 1%. That's the minority. Exactly. Really talk about minority. Exactly, well, man. I, but I, I mean, I'm not coming at you. You just, I, I just, I, I, I feel we're like still that line. minorities. We still 12, 13 percent. So we're still minorities, regardless of how we want to put it. At. And at my, <laughs> so, school, and at my school, how you want to phrase at it? At my school, I was like eight, nine percent. You know, like when we got to, we like we never got to ten percent. You know, we were mm-hmm. like eight, nine was including other minorities, like the you know international students and you know hispanics and like asian students that's where we got to mm. so you know we had a whole different experience and i'll i'll like 
I love my school to death now. That would take away that experience. Last year, um, actually around this time, August 9th of last year was when Mike Brown got gunned down mm-hmm. by Darren Wilson. Mm-hmm. And then from that time till about no- end of November, November 25th, I want to say it was when the decision not to indict Darren Wilson, my Facebook feed was flooded with people basically assuming what happened and, hey, Mike Brown was a thug or, hey, Darren Wilson killed him in cold blood. Mm-hmm. And I realized the one common denominator was people went back to what they knew, what they grew up on. And it was either broken down by race or socioeconomic status. You know, like the rich friends of mine, black or white, that had never had to deal with cops like that were like, oh, that thug attacked that officer. He deserved to get it. And then my friends that had to deal with officers on a regular basis were like, uh, some of this thing seems a little fishy and shady. And so that was at first getting my mind like, what can we do to now fix this where we don't know what happened? Then around that same time in um, late November, December, I got pulled over by DeKalb County Police four separate times. I had one ticket that got thrown out those four separate times. And some of the questions I got were just like ridiculous. And one of those times I ended up even the officer didn't feel safe. He ended up handcuffing Mm. me in the back of his own car while he ran the Mm. stuff to make sure I was good to go. Mm. And my mom, who's a retired college professor, wrote an article about it for the Macon Telegraph explaining my experience. Then I read mm. the comments. And the comments were, he must have done something. He's mm. a criminal. Why would an officer do that to him? And so for me, like, I literally spent the next two weeks, like, it was just like, what the hell? Like, nobody believes anything that happened here. And then what topped it off was when I went to court for that ticket that got thrown out. I just listened to the court and how many people were like, that's not how it happened. And I listened over and over as the judge said, hey, we believe, hey, he's a sworn officer of the law. He wouldn't Mm. lie over and over. And there were people like, that's not how it happened. So I just decided, you know, it's a way for us to get, you know, our rights back. Because at this point in time, when you look at everything that's going on with the police, they have all kinds of surveillance things. Um, They have their body camera and their, um, their dash cams. And so I decided it's time for us where, you know, as citizens, we have something we can record our interactions on our end. But more importantly, that we have the loved ones that we know that can have a copy of those interactions on our end. And then we also can learn our laws. And that's where we started out from that. So in, in, in speaking on the Legal Equalizer app, which is uh, in funding currently now, right, with the GoFundMe campaign. Right. It is in funding currently. And so we started with the Legal Equalizer app. So what the app does... Um, pretty much is let's say you get pulled over um, the app now is um, you open up the app you hit the record button it's going to start recording mm-hmm. and so before anybody asks they were like how long does it take I always tell people I got experience getting pulled over y'all okay <laughs> I, I got I got plenty I got plenty of experience getting pulled over but and I've never gotten pulled over where the officer was at my car door within five seconds So normally when I get pulled over, the first thing I do, and I'm like 34 years old, I still will text my mother and my father and be like, I'm pulled over just to make sure that they know Mm. that I'm safe. Yeah. So, so, so now, so the app, you get pulled over, open up the app, starts recording. We now have an SOS button. You hit that SOS button. It's three people you picked ahead of time. It's going to send them a text message that says, hey, I've been pulled over or I'm in any kind of law enforcement official. And it gives them your exact location. On top of that, now you slide the app over and you have now your laws. So you know your basic rights. As not a citizen of this country, but as a human being living in this country, there are certain rights, whether you're a, a regular citizen, a visitor, an illegal immigrant, it doesn't matter. There are certain rights that are given to these citizens, and you will know those rights. And the most important thing is once the app gets done recording, then you hit 
the send button is going to send that um, that exact recording, the three people, the same three people you send that text message to. It's going to send them that recording so they know exactly what happened to you. So if you got let go, cool. They can look at it and say, here's what happened. If you go to jail, they can go back and say, okay, here's why did they go to jail. Here's what led up to it. And so that's what the app does. That's the genesis of it. And that's where we're at right now. Now, so I'm going to play not, you know. No, we don't need no advocates. Mr. Lawrence Wayne is, is normally plays this role. But I, I just want to. How would you, I'm not saying sell someone on it, how would you say the benefits of someone, because the app is uh, a purchase, how would it benefit someone uh, to use purchase this app, and will it be something that would act, could actually be uh, useful to you in your day-to-day? Like, how, how would you say that a person could actually use this aside from being pulled over. Like, cause you said that right. it gives you legal laws and things like that. How could this be used as a way to empower people about, you know, knowing their laws and knowing, knowing their rights? I would reply to, I would reply to that question with how much is, is your freedom worth? Uh, priceless. It's priceless. This app helps you achieve that pricelessness. And wow. For me, <laughs> also, sold. <laughs> also, for me, it's not like with price. Like when, when we did this app, also, we looked at mm. other apps on the marketplace. Okay. Other apps that give you laws and your rights are starting at four or five dollars a pop. So other apps that do this are costing some money. So we're doing it at two bucks. So it's two dollars worth your peace of mind where when you get pulled over, you know that your family members or your loved ones know you got pulled over and where you are. It's $2 worth your peace of mind to know if you got pulled over. They're going to have a copy of that recording, and you're going to know your rights. So people ask me, well, what happens if the cop abuses you? I'm like, if the cop's going to abuse you, he's going to abuse you regardless whether you're recording or not. So you might as well have something on tape, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might as well be like, hey, at least, you know, before I got he got those first two punches in, I got his face, badge number, whatever, and they know exactly where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so and for us, selling the app is just a matter of, hey, A, um, you know, peace of mind. B education. Mm-hmm. Like that's the huge thing about it. I'm 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 a full believer in the more educated we have in the population, the more incidents we have like this that will decrease. Mm-hmm. Because with this app, we'll have a way we know the drivers educated. We can also hook up the officer with education. And can, can I speak something to that too, yeah. man? Because I feel like like there's no need to sell this app. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's no need to sell peace of mind or what have you you speak to somebody who, who you you pay hundreds of dollars in insurance on your car on your house every month you know what i'm saying i'm a lot more positive that i will be pulled over in the next 12 months than i will that i get into a car accident straight up so it's people dying out here man like anything we can do to save one you say one person it's a success mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's not like we're just out here trying to be like hey you need to have this information it's like look we the numbers are there like we can't afford to lose like Niggas ain't playing victim no more in 2015. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what we're here to do. And what, what hurts us is when you look at situations like Sandra Bland. Like, everybody's seen that Sandra Bland video. Mm-hmm. In that video, when the cop asked her to get out of the car, she says, I'm texting my mother. She has her phone out. With this app, she would have hit the button. Her mom would have gotten the text. She would have recorded that whole thing until the cop made her get out of the car. And I honestly, to this day, still believe if her mom, her sister, and her father had a copy of how and why she got arrested to begin with, there's no way in hell she stays three days in jail. Mm-hmm. No way. They go to that DA, they go to social media, and was like, this is what she got arrested for. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. They let her out. 
We don't have to worry about did they kill her? Did she hang herself? We don't have to worry about all of that. Like that's the genesis of this app. We're sick and tired of seeing hashtags. We're sick and tired of seeing people die at the end of the event where this thing could possibly prevent that before it even happens. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all just said said the realness, said the realness right there. Um, you know, trying to trying to bring a little little uh, levity to the situation, even though it's it's real. So if you listen to this episode, you realize what we we've gotten into. Uh, a lot of our apps or the people we bring on, uh, you know, deal with products and food and all these kind of things. This has to deal with human lives, and uh, as as Lawrence stated, that's the whole reason why we're even discussing this topic. Um, but I want to just bring another factor into it. So we. You mentioned to me, or you told me about maybe uh, one, some of, one of the other phases of the app that it may include the ability to have video recording. Because right now, out the top, when it when it drops, it'll have audio recording, correct? Well, actually, um, our first beta, which Martin, who's here, made, was, yeah, let's um, talk, yeah. was audio recording. Yeah. And now, when it's going to drop, it's going to be video recording. Video, and yeah. um, we've there's and you know we'll address it actually in public. There's other apps similar to this. Like the ACLU has a great app that I will tell people if you're in the state of California, Missouri, and you want something and ours is not out yet, use it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an app that does gets you your laws, records the encounters, it sends videos to the ACLU. There's a few other apps that record things like that, but I mean, the thing is, we've also um, got a system where we're going to fix all the issues with those other ones mm-hmm. where Martin can go ahead and, you know, he can yeah. elaborate more on what he's working on in terms of hooking that away, make sure you know you're going to have that video guaranteed no matter what. Okay. Yeah, so what's really cool about this is I, I've, I've been pulled over a lot, a whole lot. And that seems to be really common, a common thread, common thread amongst black men. No, 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 black a lot. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh no! Like, is it in double digits? Is a uh, it's in double digits? Double it's in triple digits. I, the 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 thing that's important to me is um, one thing that I noticed that a lot of the apps didn't address, and a lot of people aren't addressing, but I've had a lot of questions about is what happens if my phone gets stolen, broken, damaged? What happens to the video? Um, one of the most important things that we're doing is we're allowing the user to stream that information to a secure site where you can pick that mm-hmm. up later at any time. It's streaming as you're recording straight mm-hmm. to the site. You don't lose okay. the video, so at this point we're trying to we're trying to take the responsibility off you, your phone, and the police, and we want to be there to back you up in these situations to help you out, because I personally myself know how stressful and disgusted you could be with the way another person treats you in a situation when you're getting pulled over by the cops, and how alarming and you feel just small, mm-hmm. and I, I hate it. And I hate that they do dehumanized, that. Right. Dehumanized, right? Many, many words Great you word. can you can throw in there. And the important thing about that site with the video recording also, and it's also going to be good for both ends of the thing also, because you guys remember with the Sandra Bland video, the um, the controversy was it was edited. Yeah. And, you know, and also if we have these videos, because our videos will also be able to save on your phone. So, you know, on our end, somebody can also say, hey, those videos are edited as well. But we now have a video that's going to our server that we can go back and you can look back and pull and say this is the unedited version of what happened. And so for so those because honestly, with law enforcement, they also get thousands of complaints a year that are false complaints. So this helps them on their end. Right. But then on our end, also, we have it where now there's no miss, you know, communication about was this video edited, this original video, what happened with that is, okay. here's what we got. Here's the incidents. So that's very important to also note there. So I have a question. Um. How are are you teaming up with any social organizations to help spread the word? 
um, of what you're trying to do because there are a lot of like again black lives matter uh amplify for good other google who's um google.org who's trying to showcase what's going on in the black lives matter movement um how are you getting your message out especially your technology to these communities um honestly we would love to have those organizations join us i mean we've um reached out we've had one girl who was um working with black girl code who's helped us out a little bit with some stuff um we've worked with the atlanta black chamber of commerce a little bit on some things like that but honestly the most uh, most of the stuff the message has been gotten now has been through networking personally you know i've had friends and family that went to you know school with me that are you know one of them was an editor at huffington post that's how we got the article there you know i've got a friend that works at msnbc who's like hey when it's ready to go you know we can we can uh meet you at msnbc and we can do a segment on there as well so uh, i mean if anybody that does work in one of those organizations that's listening to this <laughs> podcast wants to hey work with us we're more than open to get that help because honestly if you any one of us this is not our app you know this is not my app it's not any of our apps like this app honestly is for us as a people Mm. like so when i first came with the idea for this app it wasn't what this app is now this app had gotten developed from me talking to other people getting information getting feedback like the idea for sending a text message to them came from a mother a white mother who had teenage kids was like, my teenage kids drive. When they get pulled over, I'd like to know right away they got there. Mm. You know, the idea for getting the video to send at the end of the app, Martin was doing coding, was like, hey, I just came up with an idea. What if I could send the video once it gets, I was like, holy crap, I didn't even think about something mm-hmm. like that. So we've gotten a lot of things. So we're open to other organizations, people helping us out and making this thing this is a community app like that's what we want to reiterate that everybody can help us out with it so tell the people how can they communicate with you dialogue exchange ideas or contribute to your uh gofundme campaign and to this movement uh to help us combat uh this really uh, police state that we're dealing with uh well there's a the the easiest way is uh, to go to our site first um it's just legaleqapp.com um, from there, there's a link to the GoFundMe uh, campaign. Um, you'll see some of the press, um, some interviews that we've done already, um, some videos. And um, and also just, you know, if you just want that information, you know, we also have a, a Twitter account at the same handle, Legal EQ app as well. Um, but it's really just about, you know, the communication, getting people to know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, some people think that they have to, I, this is something real, a, a little aside, but some people think that they have to go out and do things all the time. I mean, I I, I want to see our community do just as much on the technology side as yes. we do, um, you know, on the streets, and you 100%. know, because because everybody does you know everybody does something different. So just because, just because you you are somebody who maybe is not an activist, maybe that's just not your role, or you don't feel that that's a gift that you have. I think you can contribute to a, the community in a, in another way. That's real. That's real. Now we didn't actually give them the chance to choose but we're going to give you the option to choose a song that y'all want to hear because every guest this is our tradition gets to choose a song that you want to have us vibe out to have the listeners vibe out to uh before we go to our final segment so you gotta like 20 seconds or less you don't even have that much time to john think mayor. of a a song you say john mayor john mayor uh, uh veto veto we do have the power to veto veto, <laughs> veto. <laughs> 
Anything wait, wait, wait. I actually just want to know what song by John Mayer, though. Your body's a wonderland. <laughs> wow. He has some really good music. Huh? He, he can play guitar. He can actually play guitar. Georgia. Okay. No, no. I'm going to be that. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to know the song. I'm not trying to play you at all. I just want to. I do like some John Mayer. Hold on. Music. I got one. Give me a yeah, we, we, we got to veto that. We got to veto that. No, veto. Veto. Come on, man. We got to keep it correct. Listen, we, got, we just got to keep it correct. This is veto, uh, man. I love here at DGT. I'm just saying. What you got, man? Can we play Babylon by AT Aliens? Yeah. Album? All right. Culture. All right. We got that for y'all, for the good people. And we're going to come back with our final segment with Legal Equalizer Team. Y'all already know. D-I-G-I Good Times. We out you. I came into this world high as a bird. From secondhand cocaine powder, I know it sounds absurd. I never chewed it, but it's in my veins. While the rest of the country bunches off bridges without no snapback and bitches. They say they need that to shake their fannies in the ass club. They go the other route, turn each other out, burn each other out. Where a bona fide nigga like me can't even get no back rub these days. Ain't that bleak on they part? But let me hold it down, cause they shut you down when you speak from your heart. Now that's hard. Why we ranting and raving about gas? Nigga, they made them gas. They got some shit that'll blow out our back from where they stay at. The way your nipples pick at me through your blouse Freaky me, freaky you Can't help but be a route Excuse me lord, lustful thinking But that was the way we was brought up Sneaking to watch Playboy at night We all must be caught up in worldly ways The chemistry between boys and girls Is a lot like when we went to the woods And laid with the squirrels During P.E. We be exploring each other's privates Hunching with all our clothes on Until we felt excited Then Oh, now it's on from here on out. Put your hands in the atmosphere if you know what I'm talking about. Now, if too harsh, then walk on out and I'll see you on the next song. They call it horny because it's devilish. Now, see, we dead wrong. I'm dealing with day to day Speaking about the feelings I'm possessing for Renee Moping around and wondering where she stayed Saw her last as she lay Give it another day, I say But the Lord, he take it away Now I give it back low Cause that's like backboards without the rims Me and my auntie was tight like Southwest Before the pinks moved in Like the niggas who owned the liquor stores Crack cocaine, pimps and whores Living up on this earth before a nigga like daddy was born But they be making it seem That my music and crime are teen But I'm speaking the truth, not dream So what in the fuck they mean? My lyrics ain't clean
have returned. Digital Good Times. You already know we out here. And we're going to get into our time out of tradition of fire, hire, acquire. Bomb. <laughs> Bomb. Uh, and uh, I guess I will start it off. This is, I don't even have to read the headline because it's everywhere now. Uh, a very popular infidelity site referred to as Ashley Madison has just had potentially one of the largest data breaches, maybe in history, but definitely in most popular web platforms, over 33 million user accounts. Some of them fake, but 33 million user accounts. I'm talking about raw data. They put that they put this shit up on Tor, which we've talked about this before. Black Web. Go look it up. We might talk more about it later. Uh, we'll have this in our flip as well. So all this stuff in Firehire Acquire, you can get all of this through the t- uh, through through the flip. You can read about it. It's real stuff. They have over 33 gigs of just text data of 33 million users. We're talking about email addresses, physical addresses. I mean, what your sexual pleasures are, yo. So if you ever has been been sneaky on your freaky and you went on that site, you should probably go look up that stuff right now. Tell your loved ones. Let them know. All I'm saying is fire to ashley madison and to anybody using that it's like yo i mean i don't know if that's how you get down logging in and having it be trackable i just always thought was a little bit unique uh but i'm gonna say fire to that i don't know how y'all feel about that i'm gonna say fire because the internet is giving people so many excuses not to have any game anymore you know what i'm oh, saying tell them like, tell them be on top of what you're doing man like you don't have to rely on that you know what i'm saying like don't do it the easy way all the time like we can still rely on old values to get <laughs> The same things we've always been trying to get as humans out here. You know what I mean? So it's, wow. it's not this manna out here is all I'm saying. There's manna. All right. I'm going to just let that be. All right. Just Next up. All right. I'll kick it up. Uh, we got this app that's called Human launches Knock Knock, an app for college kids to contact each other without changing exchanging numbers. Basically, if you remember about apps like Bump. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of apps that have tried to, quote unquote, take the social awkwardness out of exchanging contacts. But honestly, nobody exchanges contact information anymore. It's not like where it used to be the awkward, like, can I have your number? Now it's just like, if I know your name, I'm going to hit you up on Facebook. And now we have a communication. I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? So, again, don't let social media, like, you know what I mean? That, that's a way where you can actually use it as a, as a big up. But I, I don't know. Uh, Will I am invested in this? A couple other people invested <laughs> in this. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, work. A couple oh. of big people, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, Maybe... I'll hire it. Hire it. Hire yeah, it. I'll hire it. Potentially. Just because of cosigns, but I'm yeah. not really acquiring. I mean, I'm borderline firing it because I don't... It, basically, what you do is you tap your glass screen twice and it uploads from the con- from whoever has it around you. It's it's a nice it's a nice fad type of app, the, app like you know really cool for the moment but like you'll buy it once you're done once you use it twice and it'll be gone. So, how you get some quick money flip it into another investment? Yeah. People are trying to make entertainment apps into utility apps and I don't think it's working. Mm-hmm. All right. There it is. Fire. Fire. <laughs> Fire. That fire. <laughs> All right, so I got one. So, robot builds its own children, mimics evolution. So a mother robot built her own robot children, improving them with each successive generation, all with virtually no human intervention. Fire. <laughs> Fire? Is that, ter- is, that, is, that, is that the rise of the robots? Yeah, it feels like an iron robot. Fire. That ain't right. <laughs> she said, that, that just ain't, ain't right. right. <laughs> that just ain't right. I mean, but uh, what about the implications of it? Like if Billy ain't able to rebuild itself, like if your machine breaks down, it can repair or rebuild itself with its own parts. I think that's kind of cool. That's kind of what it's saying is like it can extend itself. It can rebuild itself. If your car breaks down, wouldn't it be cool if it can rebuild itself? 
I mean, in the future, that's I'm just thinking about future implications. I would hire it. That's Transformers, bro. I, I mean, we might that we might be headed there. We might, we might. I really think it speaks to the power of physics because yeah. it's really following laws that already exist. So who's to say that you know robots can't be organic? Mm. Drop the mic. <laughs> and next it's too heavy just ponder that one y'all. cool <laughs> I got one that's not as heavy uh, so six tech startups are sowing seeds for the future of cannabis so apparently Snoop Dogg um, has turned to venture capitalists he's announced plans to raise 25 million dollar fund for tech startups working in the cannabis field so acquire. this is a definitely acquire for me uh, Acquire immediately. Not uh, well. Let's look at just honestly. Like you gotta look at. There's four states now to legalize it. You have a bunch of other states heading towards that. It's like a easy acquire, but it's one of those that's uh morally challenging, considering how many black men are in the jail for selling marijuana, mm. and now people are making millions and billions of dollars of it off of this stuff. But hopefully, Talk Snoop hires it. more brothers to now actually start making the legal money off of this. But I will acquire this. Mm. I'll acquire it, but for the reason of this is just like people are afraid to get into certain industries, uh, this being one of them. But because of that, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of open space. There's a lot of opportunity, you know, for the people who are kind of the early adopters in this because it's it's Wild Wild West out here. So I think for the people who are able to jump on it and able to actually treat it as a business and every, every time you have a cannabis uh, based business people don't really treat it they're like ah yeah you're selling weed but like if you actually take you know you boss it's up product. you boss up you can right. get bossed up so yeah. it's happening out there in, uh, in Colorado they can't keep the money I mean that's the reason because they don't have the banks behind it I mean they just got trucks and trucks of money so it's coming it's coming soon alright next up um, yeah. I'm going to Facebook because they have a new platform that they bought long time ago called Note that is um, probably like a reflection of medium. And basically, you know, right now you can have a long post on um, Facebook, but imagine if you could just put your blog post directly through the platform. I think it makes a lot of things easier. So Facebook is, I think it took too long for them to do this anyway, but um, once they complete note, um, I look forward to using it as a blogging tool for Facebook. So it it basically is going to integrate blogging into the Facebook platform? Basically. Acquire. That's, I mean, that's about to shut the game down. I've been testing out some long-form Facebook blog posts for some clients recently, and they've been over-indexing heavily. So uh, where a lot of people thought that long-form text on a Facebook post was just not native to the platform, now it's becoming easier because people are willing to read it without having to commit to going to another site. Mm-hmm. So that's what Facebook is trying to capitalize on. Say that. We, we said this before. We said it again. Everything Facebook touches, yeah. man, it's like What's the chess moves, man. Chess moves, yeah. always. Yeah. All right. I've got one. Um, Drop, Dropbox would not let you use a USB for two-factor login, and I'm all for hiring this. I'm all about security. Mm. Um, about a lot of people don't know that you know their Google accounts, their Facebook accounts can have two-step authentication where they send you a text message when you log in. Mm-hmm. That way, no one can steal your Facebook account, and I'm all for keeping my information private because I know what people can and can't do out there mm. to take your your identity. So I think I'm all for hiring that, and I think it's pretty cool. Talk about it. we just said Ashley Madison that breach all four quiet. Yeah, I mean it's real. That's real. That's real. Two fact. Two factor authorization authentication. Know about that, please. 
That's why you buy Ashton Madison now. You buy them low and you go <laughs> you into that two-factor. You rebrand They're not coming back up. They're not coming back up. Nobody's going to use That two-factor one. You call him yeah. Sarah Smith. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my <laughs> gosh. All right, who we got? Who, who, has, you, who we got? You got one? Take us home. Into the mic. Take, it, into, yeah. take us home. So um, they're talking about Intel's radically transparent plan for embracing diversity. And um, I, I actually really don't want to talk as much about that as just the fact that it, I like the fact that companies are trying mm -hmm. in general. I don't know necessarily if the direction is what it needs to be yet, mm -hmm. personally, mm -hmm. because I feel like um, you knew that was there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And because it was a hot button topic, all of a sudden, so many people have spent fifty million dollars. I mean, what's fifty million dollars to a, you know, what's the to multi billion dollar company? What's a guy to a non-believer? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm wow. saying. In the wild, brother. In the wild, no church. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, but really? they spent fifty on diversity. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say that, you know. Yeah, they're one, spending more. There's a lot. Well, as many companies, which we, one of the yeah, companies yeah, are doing company. this. Give me five. I believe, I'm going to say acquire only because they got bread and there's manna they need to be distributing to people like what y'all doing, yeah, what yeah. we're trying to do. Many of the yeah. companies out here, they got bread to give. We got, we put it, give it back to the community. So Let's I'm all for that. I'm, I'm they got no choice because they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get put out there because social media is going to continue to yeah. basically put the fire to them. So that's, that's what I'm hoping, man. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well. On that note, you have just successfully concluded another episode of Digital Good Times. And uh, we're glad to have you brothers in here to really talk about something relevant to the culture. It's happening now. We now have ways to combat this. This is the power of technology. We can transform our actual lives based on what's going on around us. So we hope you all got something from this and uh, support these brothers, support what they're doing. Um, and we're going to have more of them. We're going to have deal with more of them back on Digital Good Times. Check us out on all your social media platforms. Also, we're going to start this thing called Ask DGT, where you guys can go in and actually, we want you to give us questions. So when we start our segments, it won't just be some random off-the-top stuff. We have thought it through, but we want you to give us questions that you think are engaging, that we can talk about, and we'll shout you out. You know? So go to Twitter or Instagram. You can use anything with the hashtag, hashtag AskDGT. And ask us whatever question you would like, and you have the opportunity to get your question answered on the show. Boom, bong, yes. Can we can we plug the the plug it one more plug time? plug away sure plug one plug knows. two plug one plug All two. All right, that's what I'm talking about. So again, um, it's the Legal Equalizer app. Um, www.legaleqapp.com, um, and we just appreciate everybody just taking a look at it and seeing what it can do to to help the community. So thank you for having us, man. Appreciate that. Support brothers working it out, man. DI, go ahead. One more. Definitely thank you guys for having us on here once again. The app, um, we'll have it out by the end of September, guys. Okay, so we're working hard. Um, we're, you know, working very hard, and we appreciate Digital Good Times for having us. Um, we appreciate the support from you guys. Um, without you guys supporting the support of the community, this would not be as far along as it is. And once again, thank you, and um, we look forward to working with you guys, you know, in the future. Each one, reach one. I live -I through mama's mistakes. It's we just a part of growing. And never for a single moment did I ever go without your love. You made me feel wanted. I want to tell you how important you are to me. And I
Next summer she was running with Dwayne, the fresh nigga with the new J's. He never went to class, but he stayed paid, and he stayed late. So I diverted from the safe way, and you can still see the chip on my shoulder, but I refuse to live life like a robot. It's a new day. And short story shorter, you gon' do what you told her, or you influence the culture. It's either hot or it's colder. Run with us or get ran over. Drumheads. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known. Yeah. 